Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by Miss Wentworth's favorite student, Mark Paul Gossler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hello, Dashiell. And I'm not just joined by Mark Paul today. We also have a very special guest, Tatanka Means. Tatanka, welcome. Thank you. Tatanka Means, a Native American stand-up comedian and actor. He's been on a ton of TV, including shows like The Sun, Banshee, uh, and I Know This Much Is True, as well as films like Tiger Eyes and Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials, with, which I thought was interesting, Dexter Darden, who plays Devante on the 2020 Say by the Bell reimagining, little Belliverse crossover, uh, and you may have heard his voice in Red Dead Redemption 2. I know I sure did. Tatanka Means, welcome. Ah, thank you so much for having me. Good to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Dude, you were in Red Dead? That's what I heard. I don't know. You know, I just... <laughs> you were. I never heard. I, I never went back and listened. You know, kind of like you, you just kind of leave it behind and, you know, <laughs> hear about it later. You know what you should do? You should just start a podcast uh, based on the Red Dead uh, uh, franchise. And, you know, I'm sure people would love to hear your take on that. Uh, I played that game. Um, I had I had fun. And I, I, I never finished it. I might, I might have to go back to, to playing that. But, dude, I am so... Uh, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that you agreed to do this. I have to admit this particular episode of Say by the Bell is, 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 and has caused me anxiety. Um, it, it is a, <laughs> when I see myself in pictures and, and I just watched this, um, this particular episode a few hours before we're, we're taping now, uh, and made my notes, um, but when I saw pictures of myself in a full headdress with face paint on, um, not knowing really the context other than the name of the episode was called running Zach. Um, I, <laughs> I'm being honest here. I didn't know if this is something that we should be tackling, um, as you know, Dashiell and I are, uh, I mean, one and a half white guys, Dashiell, right? Cause yeah, that was the um, first name of the podcast. One and a half uh, white guys. <laughs> it was already taken. So, we, we uh, not too many people know this, I, but, but maybe they do. I don't know. It's, I, I guess it's on my Wikipedia page, but my mother is Indonesian and, uh, my father is Dutch. Uh, so there's, there's the half white dude, but I, I cringed seeing myself, uh, portraying a white dude. Uh, being Zach Morris, who's like the all-American, blonde-haired white dude in a Indian Native American headdress, um, and watching the episode back, um, I feel a little bit better about all of it. And we're going to go into the the whole episode. Um, but boy, I'll tell you that that B story on this particular uh, episode is is pretty rough for me. Um, but before we get into that, let's, let's, let's let Dashiell do his thing. Before we dive into that aspect, I just want to touch on Tatanka's father real quick, if that's okay. Tatanka? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Russell Means, uh, the first national director of the American Indian movement, uh, an impressive career in activism and politics. He was almost the nominee for the Libertarian Party. Um, also a ton of great acting roles, Last of the Mohicans, Natural Born Killers, Pocahontas, voice work, just to name a few, uh. Kind of a, a legend there, so that that needs to be noted also. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for mentioning him, and you know I'm really proud of him and all the work and uh, all, all that he accomplished in his lifetime. Well, I have a Russell Means quote for us to open the episode before I do my <laughs> summary, and that is: Hollywood hasn't changed; it's the most racist, anti-Indian institution in the world. So I'm going to let that quote just hover in the air while we break through this episode because, yeah, to Mark Paul's opening statement, 
this is a notorious episode of Say by the Bell, and you know maybe uh, well let's just get into it. I guess in case you didn't do your homework, <laughs> here's a summary of Running Zach. The gang's researching their ancestors for class the same week as the big track meet with Valley. Lisa learns her relative was an escaped slave on the Underground Railroad, while Jesse learns her ancestors were slave traders. Jesse's overcome with guilt. Zach found a picture of a Native American in his room, inspiring a racist caricature of a presentation. Miss Wentworth says Zach, star track athlete, needs to redo his presentation with the help of her friend Chief Henry if he wants to pass and compete. Chief Henry teaches Zach about his rich Native American heritage. Zach gives an improved presentation, only to learn Chief Henry died suddenly. Zach, grieving, doesn't want to race until he's visited by the ghost of Chief Henry in his sleep, who leaves him a Beat Valley headband. He goes on to race, and also Lisa helps Jesse reconcile with her whole guilt over slavery thing. The end. Running Zach. Uh, and we're in Act 1. You know, before we get into it all, um, Dashville, I just want to get to know, uh, to talk a little bit better for our audience. To talk, uh, how did, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Chinle, Arizona, which is northern Arizona, up near the Four Corners uh, on the Navajo Reservation. It's like smack dab in the middle uh, of the reservation. The Navajo Reservation is the second largest uh, as far as uh, member-wise and uh, land-wise. And, and that's where I grew up. I'm, but my, uh, my mom's from there, and um, my dad is from Pine Ridge, South Dakota, uh, where I am uh, an enrolled member of the, the Pine Ridge Sioux Tribe. So how does someone get into acting other than, I mean, your father was, on, were, you, were you on set with him? Is it something that you aspired to be? No, no, not at all. I mean, we didn't have a drama club. We just had drama at my school. Um, we did, we, we, there was, there was, it wasn't really a career opportunity. Like it wasn't a reality, but you know, my dad doing it kind of made it seem real. Like that, that's a possibility and seeing other, uh, native people out there, um, in Hollywood made it real. Um, but I, I actually started through stunt work. Um, I was a boxer growing up and they were shooting a, a movie on the reservation about a boxer and needed a, a stunt double. Um, to step in. And, and that's kind of how I got my foot in the door. And that was in uh, 2004. And I've been acting since 2005. And then you also do stand up. How, how did that, how did that come about? Yeah, I started stand up. Um, it's always been a fa- uh, just a fascination, man, just like being able to stand up there and hold people's attention for so long um, and to affect them uh, on an emotional level, you know, um, but my standup, I mean, native standup, let me say that isn't no regular standup. This is a no, not a no clubs. You know, this isn't, uh, at the bar. This isn't, you know, at the comedy club. This is like, this is on the res, man. Like we're sometimes we're performing for, uh, you know, five people in the audience and, and, and no microphone. And we're, we're performing on a flatbed trailer on a dirt lot. Um, you know, sometimes we're performing at, like the elders home. And, you know, not, and some of the elders don't even speak uh, English. So, uh, you know, we're kind of like trying to throw in like, you know, whatever our, our, our words are, uh, whatever language they speak. Um, it, it's a whole different world, man. And, and someday I want to make a, make a documentary or, or a film on it. Cause, cause it just been in, in some hilarious situations. The only thing I can, can compare it to maybe is like, maybe like a, a Mexican comedian, like performing at Quintineras in the city or something like that. I would imagine it's a pretty tough crowd at times, yeah? 
Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, and they keep you honest, pretty much. Like I said, it, this is a whole different crowd. It's not 18 and above. These I got kids running around the audience. I got babies screaming. <laughs> I got, you know, uh, dogs barking. You know, it just the atmosphere. You just never know what, what, you're, uh, what you're going into. But that was kind of early in my career. Now I do a lot of uh, casinos, colleges, um, speak to a lot of high schools and stuff like that. I was uh, doing a little bit of research on you and uh, came across a um, a YouTube video of you, and it was the routine where you do a ah yeah a yeah. yeah. I thought I know I've I've seen people do I I, <laughs> I I just thought that that was hilarious. I I really appreciated that uh, that routine. Um, awesome, so I would man. I would I would basically tell our audience to go check out you know that that particular. Um, that particular routine, it's it's just awesome. We could say it tonight after after we say something really offensive and wrong. We just hey, you know, and it <laughs> makes it all right. Yeah, that, so, that's good. <laughs> good, good to know that that's in the uh, in the toolkit uh, in yeah. case we need it. <laughs> uh, wait, before we before we get into Act One, I just you said something interesting that you were they were filming on the reservation when you were a boxer. I'm just kind of wondering what the attitude about like Hollywood was like on the reservation. Like, is it seen as like a predatory? community coming to yours or is it like this is a opportunity or somewhere in the middle uh, just kind of curious i don't know i think it just it's it's so uh so f- foreign to to uh, us on the reservation because not not a lot of uh productions you know come onto the res but you know it seems like now that they are you know to use the landscape and you know to to, to get uh, uh cultural advisement and you know try to be more authentic with it but uh i think at the time i mean it was just, it was just a job for me. You know, I, I was broke and they're like, Hey, we'll pay you a couple hundred dollars to punch you in the face. And I was like, you know, great. Let's, 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 let's do it. Um, but once the movie came out for me, um, and I saw, you know, the, the back of my head or the back of my feet running or whatever, you know, that, that made it real. I was like, Oh man, like there it is, you know, the, the final product. And that's, that's when I was decided, you know, I'm going to try to get in front of the camera. Right on. Say by the bell. When we talked, did you? Did you? What was your? You know, background with? Uh, with oh that? man! Like first of all, I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to uh, Mark Paul, like Zach. Man, this is <laughs> dude. Like this is the man right here. Like we grew up. We had we had about like 13 channels, right? Um, every day, Say by the Bell came on. As soon as I got home from school. You know, I, I'd sit down and, and that was it. You know, I'd, I watched a couple episodes. And so let me paint the picture. Like, I'm, I'm in my grandparents' house. Like, this is where I was watching it on their old, old school TV. Um, like I said, there was about only 13 channels. This was before satellite. Like, it must have been, I don't know, basic cable or bunny ears or something like that. My grandparents are walking around in the background, um, you know, just doing their daily work. And then on comes running Zach. And <laughs> then it's like, uh, it, I mean, just to think about it then, I mean, it, it was, it was, it, it was a time in my little life when like native people were making it on to say by the bell, like we we're finally getting mentioned. And then there was that, I don't know, that 30 seconds of, oh, hell yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> and then, like you said earlier, it was kind of, got kind of cringy, got kind of cringy in there. But man, like, you know, just to have that mention on Saved by the Bell, um, I always remember it. It always stands out in my head. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm glad that we're actually having this conversation because I I, I figured you'd be like, fuck that guy. 
That, yeah, yeah, but that's uh, that's what know. I usually say. Yeah. By the way, Tatanka, it gets it gets less cool talking to him. If you want to do it a few weeks in a row, I promise you, by like week seven, it's not as cool talking to Mark Wahlberg <laughs> exactly. like anyone else. Right. So, I'm, but Dashiell, I'm going to throw this at you. You know, oh, with God. with uh, with Zach Morris's trash, was this like your yeah. biggest episode? Was like was this? You know, I'm going to have to give credit where it's due. That Elizabeth's episode, uh, the caffeine pills, was the biggest because it's it's the fan favorite. But this was the one people were most like. Once the series got going and I made a few of them, people knew this was coming. But I remember like the, I remember watching it and cutting it. And some of the other Zach Morris's trash episodes were really easy to, uh, to show. I mean, oh my God, he's selling swimsuit uh, photos of teenage girls to like creeps. This one I realized in the edit was like, oh, it looks, it looks really bad. The, the visual of it and the, the, the image of it is extraordinarily offensive. Uh, but I, in watching it, it was, I was like, I'm kind of doing a little editing trick in terms of how trash I'm making Zach. Like the, we're going to get into the episode eventually, right? One day. Uh, but it was clear to me that, and uh, you know, in the edit that like they were trying, they were trying to do something right on Saved by the Bell, but mixed results. And Mark Paul, this is the only episode I remember as I was making those that you you came out and like. Um, Distanced, you you apologized basically. You in some interview or something, you were like, "Yeah, that was we probably shouldn't have done that." Um, and I, I couldn't because <laughs> I? I don't remember. I don't remember doing that. You, someone someone turned the heat up on you at some point while those videos were coming out, and like that episode got brought up, and you you apologized to whoever you were talking to, which is probably well, still what you do. <laughs> I'm I, it, yeah. I mean, I think that, that you know, you know better, you do better, right? And right. and it's one of those things that I. I mean, our podcast is based on the fact that I don't remember my experience on Saved by the Bell. I only remember, you know, bits and pieces, and most of them are the things that we did off, off the, um, off the set. This is one of those that I don't, I don't like remember putting on the headdress. I don't remember putting face paint on. I don't remember standing in that awkward way that I was standing where my, my arms are folded and like a very stereotypical way. I mean, was that your own? was that your own creative choice? Well, that? that's what I'm trying to think, right? Like, is that, was, was that my creative choice? Was that, and we're going to get to that scene, but Screech does it before I do it. He already did. And he already did. He hit the stereotype. Why, why did Zach yeah. do it after? I don't know. But don't again, know. again, there are, there are protocols in place to, to, and filters that, you know, like a director, um, standards and practices, you know, people that, I, I think we're much more sensitive now for good reason um, that those things would not happen today. Like this episode would never get made uh, in, in, in current times and rightly so. No. Yeah. Um, what a, what a, yeah. What a good thing. I don't um, know. To, to your, I sorry, don't know. We're, we're still getting thrown under the bus. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if something came out like that. Like, yeah, you know, but for whatever it's worth, uh, I think when they were making this show, I, I don't think there was any kind of like, Native technical advisor on set no. was, was my impression, oh, dude. No, you know? native like, technical <laughs> advisor. We didn't even have we didn't even have stunt coordinators. I, I've I've told you this, like you know the the famous iconic scene where where Slater and I wrestle. I mean, that was just basically like Mario and I going, you want to throw down? Let's throw down. Let's do it. You know, and, and we just went in and, like every yeah. single stunt we ever did was just us just being kids. There was nobody telling us like, you know, like, oh, we, we've, we've gone through the focus groups. We've, you know, with this, I mean, I'm on a show now, Mixed Dish. And, and there are times where we're like, 
are, are we sure we're allowed to do this? I mean, is this is this appropriate? And and we've been assured that the writers and and the executive producers and everyone behind the scenes has gone through, you know, the blender to make sure that that we are not um, being offensive for offensive sake. Now, I, I, again, we're on a Saturday morning show. There's, I mean, we've talked about the Lisa card. Which, which to me was, I, I, I told my wife the other day about the summary of that show because I was leading up to this. I was telling her, I'm so anxious about running Zach. And, and she goes, well, have you ever felt that way before? I go, yeah, a little bit with the Lisa card. She goes, what was that about? And I told her briefly what that was about. And was, she goes, there's was, no way you, like that, that's, that's criminal. And I was like, e- e- yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Saved by the Bell. Yeah. But, um, like your third episode. <laughs> like, but yeah. anyway, wait, let, 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 how about we just get into it and then we we're just, just going to... Maybe we're, you know what we're doing? I think maybe we're avoiding the uncomfortable inevitability. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what we're doing. I think I just... just int- I took intro, it, look, yeah. I, took, I took intro to psych in college, so I know what I'm talking about. Listen, it's uh, been over 15 <laughs> minutes and yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. might as well, right. yeah, the water's, uh, the water's as warm as it's going to be. Here we go, here we go. Um... Okay, and we're in the max uh, in Act One. Uh, you know, for the information that, yeah, it's a track meet against Valley, uh, and uh, yeah, everyone is also talking about their family tree research projects here. Um, I also have a quick mention of uh, Zeffirelli. You you took uh, Zeffirelli's bathing suit, uh, Mark Paul, I believe, is the the joke. Yeah, um, Zeffirelli twins. They're right behind the twins, me. Yeah. But by yeah. the way, they're right behind me in this scene, and and uh, Screech says that out loud. They don't even react to it. I don't know that um, they I, were written as the twins yet. That's my theory. Um, like, I think they were just the twin. Maybe, I mean, you saw the scripts. I didn't. That's just a fan theory. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But uh, are, are, so I have a question. Like, these track suits, uh, the, we're all a part of the track team? It's confusing. It, I mean, the they game. never really, maybe it's just like a spirit thing. I don't know. The track gang, teams have a lot of people. The gang is the team. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. okay. So uh, the, the, I would, I run the mile, and and if right. I if my memory serves me right, like you know, when I think about my school experience, there's many events in track. I mean, there's like yeah. you know the long jump, the high jump, the the hundred meter, the fifty yard, um, and and so to be a you know a, a mile runner, it's a very specific discipline. W- like, why is all the pressure on Zach to win to beat Valley? Like, what about what does Slater do? Like, I would imagine you know maybe discus or shot put, like. Shouldn't yeah, he's he like a gladiator. Perform? Sure, shouldn't he I perform? Guess. I mean, it's on you. I don't know. What do you? You're the star. You you got to run. You know, do you, this is your moment. <laughs> you usually love this kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, usually I do, but it doesn't make sense to build this whole episode around the fact that Zach, out of all of them, has to perform to beat Valley. Right, like it's an all or nothing thing. Like if they don't win the mile, none of the other events uh, matter. And yeah, here uh, here in the max, we get. This B story, which is like, okay, so everyone talks about running Zach. They, they, they think of that scene. We're going to get there eventually, I promise. But this B story about slavery is, is nuts. Well, set it, it up. Like, set it up for the audience in case oh, yeah. they didn't do their homework. But basically, well, you, Lisa's great, great, great grandfather yeah. was a slave. And, yeah. and we're like, oh my God, that's horrible. And she goes, oh, you know, it's not all that bad. He was very... Um, he actually helped free other slaves, right? Uh, and on the Underground Railroad, yeah, uh, yeah, Underground Railroad, and then, um, and then uh, this is in my notes. But Kelly goes, "Oh, he was so brave." And then maybe it's the delivery, but Slater goes, "Hey, my my great grandfather was brave too. He was a bullfighter." 
Right off the yeah, bat, that, those like, are those Ugh. are very different. Those are very different forms of bravery. Uh, <laughs> but it, maybe it was the delivery. Like maybe it was maybe he sh- maybe the writers should have. Oh, I, I don't usually tell a writer to overwrite, but maybe overwrite at that point. Maybe say uh, something along the lines of, um, you know, my great grandfather isn't as brave as your great 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 grandfather, but he was brave in his own way. He was a bullfighter. What do you think? Would that fly? <laughs> yeah, it's it's better. Uh, I mean, yeah, they were just trying to put Slater on the story. Like, I think the bullfighter thing comes up three times, but uh, it was a pretty loose way just to like keep Slater involved. Um, I guess I just want to note this episode of Saturday morning TV for children attempts to tackle two of the most shameful events in American history. That is slavery and the treatment of the American Indian. Uh, and that is a, those are big swings to take. And I, it's just, kind of floors me going back and really examining this episode. Right. It's like so much genocide involved. And, and, and Lisa's just kind of like, and, uh, and, this, and we call it, you know, the soul train. <laughs> and then, Oh my God. Yeah. This, a soul train. It, yeah. Like, Oh my God. It was so light. It was so we're, light. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's wait till <laughs> yeah, we get to the we're classroom. Putting, we're, putting the, uh, we're putting the, the, what is it? The caboose ahead of the, sorry, the new, train. As new guy here. New guy. Sorry. Now we're in Zach's room for, you know, I mean, this is like, it seems like Zach's putting a lot of eggs in the basket of finding this picture in a trunk that like, ah, this must be my, my relative. Uh, and of course, Screech, yeah, looks like my Aunt Hannah. Um, but yeah, Zach's about to go base his whole, his whole presentation on this one photo. Um, yeah, that uh, photo, I think it's my, uh, my mom's side that she said, uh, this was uh, an ancestor. I mean, we we keep photos and trunks at the bottom. I was going to say, trunk. yeah, what 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 a beloved family heirloom that is just at the I bottom know, of a trunk underneath not, your like action figures. Not on the wall, not in some uh, photo album. You know, carefully no. kept. It screeches out there like pulling, throwing out clothes, <laughs> and then here comes the picture. Oh, oh yeah, here's this. Oh yeah. Oh, this whole yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, we also get the information here that Screech's mom is clinically insane. She's hearing voices and talking to people who aren't there. So just a little teeny tiny bit of Screech backstory. Um, yeah, a four-eyed monster in a closet. Yeah, maybe, she just, maybe she's just on drugs. Maybe she's not crazy. Uh, those two things are not mutually exclusive also. Um, so Tatanka, you're a, a comedian, as we've established. Uh, this scene ends on a how joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a... a I guess my question, and this is leading, is this like the lowest rung of like Native American based like humor, like a like a how joke? Yeah, I mean it. Uh, it definitely you know sets the tone of, of what's what's to come, and it reminds me of the old Disney, um, the the old cartoons, you know, back in the day that you see that are just super racist and and just offensive, and you're like, whoa. Like, I don't know, it was like Looney Tunes, like a lot of things. It was Looney Tunes, yeah. Yeah, you'd see them and, you, and you're just like, Peter what, Pan, yeah. what is going on? Like, who, who, why, why? So many whys, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that, you know, that's, I think they had a list of um, stereotypes and they're like, let's hit all of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, what do, we know, what do we know about Native people? Uh, the word how. Okay, great. Let's end the well, scene on that. That's hilarious. And, and so just for the people that didn't do their homework, I have it written down uh, so I could recreate this scene for you. 
But basically, Zach says to Screech, you can help me be an Indian. And Screech goes, how? And Zach goes, that's a good start. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it just Aye. is like the it's just like Aye. a hacky. It's a hacky setup, no matter what. But I, this is just it's just whatever. It's bad joke writing for a bunch of reasons. I, I also noticed like how many times Zach says Indian, and like he this is his ancestor, right? Yeah. This is this is um someone from his family lineage, but he he refers to him like he's somebody you know not not related at all. You know, an other and. Yeah, other not not trying to be you know politically correct at all. It's just Indian, Indian, yeah, Indian, Indian. I was like, oh, oh, you know. After the third time, I was like, stop, stop it. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, we're just going to keep going, <laughs> um, and that that brings us to the Bayside classroom. Wait, wait, wait. I noticed in the picture because they show you the picture um, right off the bat. I'm like, hey, this is this is a Plains Indian because he's on a horse. He has a teepee. Um, First, first, I, I, I automatically think like this guy's from California, right? Uh, the Chumash, the uh, Tongva—that's uh, their territory. And so, I, you know, I kind of jumped ahead there, but then we find out more here in the well. Little. I'm going to throw something at you, um, but originally this show took place in Indiana uh, because of Miss Bliss, and then somehow it just we're, we find ourselves in the Pacific Palisades. Uh, for Saved by the Bell, um, mm. you you've mm. actually discussed that uh, Dashwell, right? So, right. I mean, it, what what am I? Am I from California? Am I from Indiana? Saved by the Bell. You're from California. I mean, come on. No one <laughs> wants to watch a show about a bunch of high schoolers who can't go to the beach. Give me a break. Get out of here with that boring stuff. <laughs> Let's play some volleyball. Still, the geography would not. Yeah. Really- it's Makes sloppy. Sense. It'd be more of an Eastern, yeah, please, Eastern yeah, Tatanka, like, please keep the show yeah. honest in terms of like what it gets right, which I'm sure is nothing, and what it gets almost right or close to right. I'm I'm very curious about well, your perspective. Well, it's very valued. I mean, what's the most romanticized um, American Indian people on television? It's the Plains tribe. But look at how many other people are uh, Indian people um, from the East Coast, you know, to the Midwest, to the East, to the. Uh, West Coast, down south to Alaska, up into Canada. I mean, you can't exclude them. Um, there's so many different ways, so many different customs, so many different languages, um, but they always bring it back, you know, to the Plains uh, people because of because of the old westerns, right? I mean, I, I they, uh, the 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 romanticism with the uh, you know Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse and and the the Little Bighorn and, and no, nobody else existed in. It's it's sad that they leave them out because you know there's so many other beautiful uh, tribes out there. Yeah, this just reeks of being sloppy with uh, you know the the technicalities of 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 this. It, it, I mean, it just really feels like there wasn't a lot of effort put into this. I guess we should have. Who wrote this, Dashiell? Do we, do you know? Uh, you know what? They're not. not that we want. It's not Bennett. Bennett, if you're out there, it's not you. I know. No, that. but it, would, it <laughs> might have been interesting. It, I was like, who wrote this? It would have been uh, interesting to have a conversation with them just to find out, you know, uh, like how much yeah. effort went into this. Because again, we, we talk about this. This would never get made today, in, in my not, opinion. No. Uh, no. At least not like this. I mean, we could have this discussion, but it wouldn't be like this. Um, but you know, how much effort was put into the room before this this came down to the actors? Right. I yeah. I don't know. And, and 
you know, like like you mentioned, uh, Mark Paul, there, there's a lot of conversation now when when doing something, you know, so so close to. I don't want to say the edge, but when when you're involving, uh, uh, you know, uh, other ethnicities and cultures and people and heritages, uh, there's a lot of conversation that goes into it. And you know what? All they had to do was walk down the street. I mean, California is Indian territory. I mean, there was people in the business back then. You know, all they had to do was was, was make a couple calls. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, when we, but uh, when we get to de- when we get to Chief Henry, I'm, like I I was I was thinking like I, if I'm the actor, I know that's not always your job to speak up. So that's a good point that you brought up because as American Indian people, when you're hired as an actor, everybody goes to you. You're that native representative. You're that you become the consultant. You you become everybody doing everybody else's jobs. That it normally. You know, six other people would have been hired. You're doing costume. You're doing, you know, props. You're, you're yeah. even doing language. Like people just expect you to know how to speak whatever, you know, uh, uh, um, whatever tribe you're playing. They just expect it. And, you know, so I, I don't blame the guy. But I mean, even in, in that time, you know, it's probably hard for him to, to advocate for himself. Yeah, to be like, oh, so you'd like me to do three other jobs here today, but you're still only paying me <laughs> for one. You know what? I think I'll just let you guys shoot yourselves in the foot over and over and over uh, in the eyes of history. Uh, when's lunch? <laughs> That'd be my attitude. We're in the classroom of Bayside here for, yeah, the that Soul Train joke off of the Underground Railroad. Uh, Miss Wentworth is back. She's played, if you have not done your homework or don't remember, uh, by Carol Lawrence, Broadway legend. She was Maria in the original West Side Story. Uh, she was previously in Saved by the Bell. She's also in a season three Sex in the City episode titled Are We Sluts? So she's got a range here of contributions to TV history. Um, and yeah, the uh, this Underground Railroad, like not a joke, the, the Soul Train is a joke. Um, Soul Train, by the way, 1,100 episodes produced. I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, the, like the show is trying to do something. So if I'm a child and I'm watching Say by the Bell, I can tune in and learn about the Underground Railroad. Okay, on the surface, that's like a noble, commendable thing for kids, you know, teaching them about history. But the execution is just like flawed, fundamentally. It's it, you, you can't really laugh about this stuff, um, the way it's played in this B story. And yeah, I mean, if the if the native A story would never get made today, the this it's just like both sides of this are just like so they're tone deaf you know that's that's what's going on here it's not reading the room mm-hmm. i guess the room was different 30 years ago but it, it still was it couldn't be that different <laughs> and next we have jesse uh coming up to the right. room uh, with some yeah. hesitation with some you know uh white guilt good the reason story of white for guilt. hesitation <laughs> yeah. has, this, this is i mean if anything if anything about this episode is like endured it is the feeling of a white person going Oh God, the horrible, horrible history behind me um, <laughs> that I have committed. That I'm <laughs> like my hands are dirty, very dirty. In Jesse's case, her family were they were slave traders. I mean, Jesus Christ, what kind of? You're telling me Looney Tunes is on after this? <laughs> like this is nuts. I, I'm just <laughs> glad nuts. that she was on. I'm just glad that she was on. You know, this side of it. I mean, what if she was on the other side and was just like super proud? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, like hell yeah. yeah. She was like Slater. Like, okay, Lisa. They. You know how hard it is to sail a ship. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, like that yeah. would have not been a good look for one Jesse Spano. Um, right. It's also interesting. Jesse's character is so like politically conscious, and she's an activist, and she's 
she's constantly on the right side of history. So it's kind mm-hmm. of an, this is kind of an interesting choice, I think, character-wise. But yeah, it's just a uh, not good. The whole thing is just just not good. And now. Uh, for your now, main speaking meal. Speaking of not good, so we've we had segue. a few appetizers, and now we have the uh, your entree, sir. Uh, let's start it off yeah. with uh, Screech um, using yeah. the term kimosabi, yeah. uh, which so I kind of this is bad. All of it, yeah. Big, big can, racist caricature per my uh, what's it called? Yeah. Um, summary. Um, I had to yeah, look I mean, it up though. I had to Google kimosabi because I was like, wait. I I, it, I I knew the term as friend, but I knew there had to be something more to it. And uh, Tatanka, the, the, it, kimosabi can mean friend. I mean, I looked it up. It said soggy shrub no, or an ne- yeah, idiot. N- hmm. Never, never say this to a native person uh, ever in person to their face, right. um, because it, it's a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. You know it. In, in its original language, it probably meant something, but it was bastardized and turned into something that, that was derogatory. And that's what we see in, you know, Tonto and the, the Lone Ranger, um, all, all, all the, uh, the Westerns back then. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't said in a way that was uh, uplifted, you know, it was said in a derogatory way. Yeah, again, I think the writers uh, just threw out every single thing they knew. Is like this, like they probably just made a list of like these are the things and terms, and it's it's bad. I mean, and Screech's face, like so, Ugh, Dustin has done so much. Like here, it's oh just, my it's just Dustin. Dustin's <laughs> role on the show was like all he was like he was like the rubber face guy, like you know, like Jim Carrey or something. Like he would just constantly be doing these bits and characters, but just like this is, you just wish any adult would have been in the room to be like. We, this is wrong. This is not you, as much as it's important to teach kids the, that slavery happened and the Underground Railroad really happened. It's it's equally important to not, you know, put this kind of stuff on TV. But here we are. Yeah, here we are. I mean, every stereotype is thrown into this scene as well. I mean, yeah. the, the 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 face paint, uh, the tomahawk, um, the uh, you know when when Screech refers to himself, it's me. You know, me hungry. He talks like a, me, talks like a caveman. Me, me. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like not like it's it's yeah. You know, I I, I watched uh, the 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 last time I watched this tonight before uh, we got on. I watched it with my daughter, and and I had, I had hesitation about showing her. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, should what 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 is she gonna think of this? I just wanted to know as a nine year old today, um, but I did have hesitation about about showing her. Um, but she said uh, in this scene. She said, that's what they think of us, dad. They think we're cave people. They make it funny, but it's mean. A nine-year-old, a nine-year-old said this. And it it surprised me. You know, it really surprised me that, uh, that she knew, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't play. Um, And, and from her just, you know, being so confident and assured with, with our, 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 our traditions and our cultures that that she she uh, came from that place and uh, it made me really proud actually yeah. that she could tell the to tell the difference you know yeah yeah um, part of me I, I you know it's like the first thing I want to do is is apologize but uh, but again like back then I, I I wish I I was more educated I wish everyone around us was just more educated to not make those choices and it's it's just it uh, it's shameful that you know we we, we <laughs> this is on film. 
uh, and, and that your daughter had to watch it. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's a, that's a good word that you bring up though. I mean, education, you know, what, what were we taught in schools about first this, nations? People? I mean, this is what we were taught. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, we weren't taught anything. And if we were, it was, uh, it was always, you know, what we learned on, on TV or, or something, you know, very derogatory and offensive. Uh, and it was two pages in the history book. Yeah. Yeah, whatever um, whatever you were well, taught was from the people who wrote the history books, and whatever made it on the TV shows were from the people who wrote the shows. And exactly. Not a lot of not a lot of representation. Hey, Tatanka, uh, I got a serious yeah. question for you though. Um, your daughter, it, did she is she more a Zach girl or a Slater girl? <laughs> I, we, After this she, episode, I only. I hope. <laughs> 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 I think she's probably a, a Jesse girl at this yeah, she's point. She's probably team yeah. change the channel. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> now, yeah, I don't could, know. Could she tell that blonde wasn't my real hair color? I mean, did she think oh I was God. a blonde kid? Yeah. Yeah, she was like, his his blonde is wow, amazing, that natural. He's yeah, look like how natural blonde. his blonde hair is. <laughs> well, she like pitch was a good TV show. They didn't give it enough of a shot. They should probably bring pitch back. Like, what else did she say? I mean, it sounds like a smart kid. <laughs> a very smart kid, by the way. Um, but but going back to this scene, I mean, there's there's a, a thing where you know Zach has to talk about his ancestors, and he really didn't put a lot of time into this. And Mrs. Wentworth asks him, you know, like what 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 tribe? And he just pulls it out of his ass that, uh, you know, Cherokee, which I've heard is like the go-to, uh, you That's know, the go-to claim tribe, right? It's like, Oh, I'm native too. When, what are you? And it's like, everyone says if, you know, that they're, they're Cherokee in some way. My, my great, great, great grandmother had, it was, it was Cherokee. I got a joke that I always say, it's like, you know, uh, people always come to me and they say, you know, my, uh, they tell me they're, they, uh, have a, an ancestor that, you know, my great, great, great grandmother had some Indian in her. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. <I get> it. <laughs> Sorry. Look, it's a, Sorry. it's a family show, but we'll, we'll do, we'll do jokes <laughs> like that all day. <laughs> Wait, now you, you tell me it's a family <laughs> show. Oh, shit. <laughs> Listen. Uh, but, um, yeah, they're, they're the go-to tribe. Like every time I come to LA, somebody, you know, spits that out. If anybody said any other specific tribe, I would probably believe them. Right. You know what I mean? If they were like, ah, oh, my, my great grandfather is Chickasaw or, or Oto or Comanche or some other. Like, oh, oh, okay. Well, anytime they say chair, ah, oh, forget it, man. Yeah, Cherokee is the only it. tribe you can like quickly scan a parking lot and deduce it from one of the cars. So it's a, uh, it's made its way to right. through American culture in other ways. <laughs> like it's, it's right there. These guys aren't messing around no more. And when people claim Cherokee in Hollywood, like they're they're checking the the the, the enrollment to, to make oh, sure yeah. they actually have ancestry. They'll, right. They'll out you. Well, that's what I was yeah, just going to say. A, that, that's a big no no. Now, I mean, that's like that's you know that's a, you're on the do not fly list as an actor if you people. I mean, people right. get in trouble. Even what Alec Baldwin's wife for like miss, uh, you know, basically lying about where her her ancestry and her her heritage. Uh, so yeah, especially with like native native actors. Yeah, that's you cannot do that. Well, and also I was going to say is to be a Native American, you don't claim a tribe, but a, a tribe claims you. Is, exactly. Right? Yeah, you, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just who you are and um, it's where you come from. But, but I mean, there's a lot of identity issues, um, which I, I thought about uh, Chief, uh, what's his name? Henry and, and his character. And it, it brings up relocation. 
because a lot of people were put out on relocation. Um, they, they would take them from the reservations, displace them, you know, uh, separate them from their culture, their identities, their roots at home and uh, take them in the cities. And they would grow up there in the cities and they would not know a lot about, um, you know, where they come from or their, their, their roots. And so, I mean, this, it, it's a whole conversation. But a lot of people that I run into in LA kind of have, uh, kind of have that, that identity issue. And, and a lot of native people, native actors, uh, that I run into, um, you know, some of them kind of are, are searching for, for, for that ancestry. They, they know that they're, they have some of it, but they don't know where specifically from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of that is, is erasure over time. I mean, it's been, again, mm-hmm. it goes back to like who wrote the history books and like all that not so fun stuff. And like, it's again, I, I said, it, I said it earlier, this is like the most, it's, these are, th- these are two of the most shameful chapters in American history, period. And they're, they're on Saturday morning and like a, how do you get to it in 22 minutes? I mean, that's kind of part of it is like, it's impossible. And they try, that's I think why, why it all feels so weird and flat. Well, Miss Wentworth also asks a, you know, a, a right question. She says, you know, where are your ancestors from? And, uh, and, and Zach says, uh, Burbank. I mean, if, if you, you know, even if you'd put an ounce of like sort of, um, uh, research into this, you could have used the, you know, Pacoima, Topanga, Tahunga, Coanga, Rancho Cucamonga, right. Azusa. Yeah. I mean, there's so many places here in Los Angeles that are uh, native uh, terms and, and, and right. we mm-hmm. could have picked anything, but we went with the easy one, Burbank, which, uh, <laughs> well, hey, Mark Paul, guess where they were, guess where they were filming the show? NBC studios <laughs> in Burbank. Burbank. Yeah. Like they were like, yeah, it's Burbank. It's a funny, it's Burbank. Who cares? Um, I, I just want to, I, I just want to point or uh, say something real quick. It, 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 I mean, the cringe that came from this also made me look at uh, everybody in the classroom mm-hmm. when they, when, when, what was their reaction? And, you know, what, how did they feel? Like, is that, it made me as a kid, like, is that how they feel? Like they laugh at us. And then it made me think about the audience, yeah. like the, the live audience there. Like, man, we're just, we're just getting hit like left and right, right here. And, um, but I also want to uh, point out uh, Miss Wentworth. She came with two of- offensive comebacks yeah. of her own. Yeah. Because she's like, at, you know, I'm, I'm probably jumping ahead here, but um, as the presentation ends, she says, okay. Uh, Tonto. Tonto yeah, or something. She calls me Tonto. Yeah. Which, which is another, uh, you know, derogatory, offensive Well, word. I looked that uh, up too. Label. I, I, I looked uh-huh. that up. That, uh, in Spanish, it's, it, it means stupid. Right. Um, and then, then she says, uh, then she calls him Kimbo Sabi. So, <laughs> I mean, that to me, like she, she's, she's a Latina you know, actress, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, I wish, I wish she would have said something, you know, right then. And, and it's hard because it becomes her responsibility as, as an indigenous, having that background, like she shouldn't have to have that responsibility. But I just want to point that out. I was like, oh man, now, now she's doing it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friend, she's friends with Chief Henry. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. It, it's like, she should be the, the actual adult in the room. I've used that term a few times now, but it's like, yeah, it's what what happens when these worlds collide of like, I mean, honestly, what what did this show think they were like going to accomplish with this episode? It, <laughs> it's still about beating Valley. So as much as we're dealing with slavery and Native American history, we are also talking about a track meet 
and now summer school. It's like the stakes are all all over the place from a storytelling perspective. Uh, just not great. Um, and yeah, that brings us to Chief Henry's home, uh, which is not much of a home. Um, Chief Henry, by the way, let's do that first. Played by Del Birdie. Tons of TV shows going back uh, a lot of Westerns in the 50s. And when I say a lot, folks, check out his IMDb. I mean a lot. Um, and interesting, on multiple shows, they kept bringing him back, but as different characters. So they would just assume no one would notice that a different character was being played by the same person. Um, Changes wig. Changes wig. Is that was that the old trick? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Also, he was um, one of the Saved by the Bell Day players. Uh, he's a one and done, folks. We will not see him again. Uh, who did cartoon voice work on a pup named Scooby Doo? Uh, his last gig was fifty six episodes of the show Paradise, and I thought this was noteworthy. Uh, he passed away almost a year to the day after this episode aired. A year and two days after this episode aired, we lost Alberti. Yeah, his energy, his smile. I mean, this guy is so infectious. I mean, I, I really enjoyed watching him uh, do this. Uh, I, I, again, being knowing better, um, I felt I felt bad for him having to portray this character uh, because I, I'm I. Assume that he went back home and went like, "Oh my God, you can't imagine the the character that they're having me play." I would assume the dude was funny, man. Like he he brought it and his comedic, like what he did to me. I was just as a comedian, like what he what he did on screen. I was like, man, that's you know, just just like Mark Paul said, like he, he probably had so much weighing on him, but still he brought it. And um, you know, I I just I was impressed by uh, by his comedic acting. And, and what he did. Um, but yeah, so as soon as we come into this apartment, but it's not an apartment, it, it, it's like a, I don't know what this, where this guy's living, like in, 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 a, in a storage uh, shed or something like that. Like, how come he can't have a nice house? How come he can't have a nice house? Yeah, like how come he just can't even have a house? Like this feels like a converted <laughs> garage filled with trash. It's like, what? It's not, it, they're not trash, but it's like, it's, cl- it's just like, yeah, come on. It, because that's what they think of us, man. That's I, yeah. I'm so. I, I think there's a few other things that they could have thrown in there that you know would have would have turned this up completely uh, in, in terms of in terms of stereotyping. But as soon as we come in, you see him. He's got the leather vest. Why? Because Indians wear leather vests, right. right? Like King of the Hill. Was the Indian guy on there? He has a he has a vest. I don't know. I guess we we wear leather vests. His hair is down. Yeah. Um. It, it's a whole. Man, it's so deep. It's also like, the blanket still, on the couch, can, like which is kind of a, blanket, kind of a, yeah. a pattern you see more now. But certainly, like was a was a set decoration choice to like. Yeah, and it's interesting you're, you're calling all these things out. Um, and thank you for doing that because I like this scene works to try to like uh, subvert some of Zach's preconceived notions. Like, oh, he did he learned beadwork at UCLA, not the reservation. Or the res, a term I learned tonight, which is very cool, and I don't think I'll ever be able to use again in casual conversation. Uh, and and the, and and he, I thought it was so weird. Zach doesn't believe he could be like a Dodgers fan. <laughs> like, what is? Do they, what what the hell? That that's just insane. Come on. Um, I mean the stereotypes. I mean he comes in and he's beating. Yeah, he's beating. He's beating. Like what? Why why isn't he just butchering a buffalo? You know oh what I mean? God. Like <laughs> what what else? So yeah, we're in Belding's office, and uh, 
Yeah, Zach brought this in. I feel so weird. I feel like I feel like the show now wobbling behind like real commentary and talking about Saved by the Bell. Uh, Zach brought his big stack of books to Belding's office for reasons we'll never understand. Comedy, I guess. Um, and yeah, just more story stuff. Belding is like weirdly invested in Beating Valley. They keep hitting that. Uh, and let's just move it right along past Miss Wentworth. Unless you got something, Mark Paul. No, I, I, I just find it weird that we haven't beat Valley since Mr. Belding's been principal. It's just I mean, a weird, like this this specter of Valley in the track. It's like, guys, who cares? Are you hearing what's going on in these halls? Because it's like, Mr. Belding, your role as principal should maybe, I mean, why don't you first go tackle the the slavery, slave owner story going on out there? Not even owner, traitor. Uh, yeah. And we're in the max for act two. Like that. Um, for this line, speaking of that B story, let me buy you a soda to make up for your ancestors. Holy shit. <laughs> That's coming out of Jesse's mouth to one Lisa Turtle. And Lisa, if you're out there in the universe, I'm amazed you didn't just slap the hell out of this lady <laughs> right there in the max. Because uh, that's not going to, a soda's not going to make up for anything, anytime. On a lighter note, she's, she wants uh, Lisa to possibly have a tossed green salad. Come on, man. We've never seen anything green at the max. You're never eating salad at the max. That's right. That's right. They should have had, they should have had an authentic voice in the room to be like, there's no salad here. There's no uh, salad here. And yeah, we're in, um, we get this line here in the max. Hey, that's bullfighter slave trader uh, delivered from Slater to Jesse. Oof. Uh, oof. It's just like, you know, um, something Tonka, you probably don't want to say on a Saturday morning uh, show for kids. No, I wouldn't. I mean, uh, honestly, talking about bullfighting is pretty bad too. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. think kids need to learn about that at, at any age. Um, but Tonka, but, my, but, but sorry, go ahead, Marble. Sorry, I was I was going to say that Jesse kind of takes it surprisingly well. I mean, she's called a slave trader, and she kind of giggles at that. I'm like, I saw that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of like mm-hmm. I don't think it. Uh, you should laugh to that. I, I mean, it goes back to what uh, Tatanka, what you mentioned in the classroom of like li- listening to the audience reaction and looking at the kids' reaction and like reacting. Your reaction to racist and wrong things is like important, and it sets the tone for the room. And right. you know, it's like that's I, I, I look, yeah, I get it, but it, it's, it's just hey, hey, yeah, yeah. On, 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 I mean, on television, I feel like that it gave permission, you know. For other people out there, other kids out there, you know, to 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 keep that attitude up, I guess. And uh, yeah, I mean, just just thinking about it, like when I first saw that, I, I, it made me think of these things that I see sometimes on the internet, where these, um, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what to call it, like boy Boy Scout groups. Um, they're usually, you know, young young white kids, and they go out and they have these Boy Scout kind of retreat things. And they they make up this this Native American culture, like warrior. It's really like it's nasty. It's gross. And when you see it, you're like, I can't believe this is happening um, right here. You know, and they're, they're going to Lake something something, and and you know, uh, doing these these Boy Scout retreats. And, and people are like condoning this. You know, there, there's 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 people that 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 do these on the regular still to this day. And that's what it made me think of. Kind of you know when I, when I saw that between the. Screech and, uh, and Zach. Well, Zach, uh, speaking of Zach, um, he spent 
approximately 33 seconds reading a book to, to figure <laughs> out that he, he did all like chief Henry loaded him up with half a library and he just came back. Like I cracked the I, guys. I found out if you open a book and read a page, you can learn a thing. And that's about as much work as he did. Um, well, and, he says that his ancestor, uh, he, he, the photo that he has is actually in this book. And he says that his ancestor was a, was a famous chief. Um, yeah. which we'll come to learn. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there, Chief Henry actually kind of enlightens us a little bit more, but and we'll go into that in the next scene. Um, but yeah, I mean, he all he has to do is a three, he says he has to do a three minute speech uh, for for his presentation. Now, how hard is it to do that? I mean, you, you, <laughs> you guys, I mean, I think we could all write a three minute speech in. A half an hour. Yeah. I, I, I mean, a three-minute presentation in class, you can kill 30 seconds with crowd work at the top and bottom. Uh, it's like really not a lot of like... And also, like you think you think Miss Wentworth is off to the side with a stopwatch? Like, bring it in at 2.45, see if she complains. Um, talk slow. Try that. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're back at Chief Henry's rustic living situation. Um, looks like hey, he did you guys ever printed blankets? Did you guys ever think of this? Maybe, maybe he's living like this because I, I, I'm going to jump ahead here. But he he's divorced. Uh, you know, oh, you his ex wife took all his money. Okay, um, you know, and okay. uh, this is his this is his living situation now. I actually have a, a a soft theory on his living situation because he mentions the beach and we see a boogie board. Uh, it's real, real expensive to live anywhere near the ocean. In California, so if I if I had to live near the beach, it would probably look not too different to Chief Henry's situation. Right, I don't think I could afford that that room actually right now in Southern California. Um, that was my like half. Also, we look we know this show was confined to the sets they had, and I get it, I get it, but they could have dressed it differently. We all, I think, we all with our two eyes see they could have done Chief Henry some more favors um, than they did. Why? Why does? Why does he got to be Chief Henry? Can, can yeah, he just be Henry? That's a good point. Why does he got to be Chief Henry? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. I, you know, there's. I. I. I, I, I despise being called like when you go to like you know someone serving you and yeah. they call you boss mm-hmm. or chief. I despise mm-hmm. yeah. that. Now I. I don't. I yeah. don't ever think of the word chief. I mean, I don't know if I'm doing it subconsciously, but I don't ever think of the word chief as being. Directed towards the Native American culture. I just, it, to me, it's it's a when you're talking about a boss or mm-hmm. you know the head of something, chief. And I always right. feel that that's why that person mm-hmm. is using it. But I know that that word can be used in a way that's super derogatory uh, to natives, um, and yeah. rightly so. Um, uh, but yeah, the fact that we call him Chief Henry, it's definitely one of those trigger words, you know, that uh, we are probably overly sensitive about. But I don't know. I'm just always aware when, when somebody, you know, like you said, a waiter says that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll stop him. Hey, well, is it, you know, <laughs> because I'm Indian, is that why you're calling me chief? You know, um, it's just one of the things, but you know, um, historically, just to say this really quickly, we didn't have chiefs. There were, there was no one person and that's what the government wanted from us. They wanted a designated person when they came in, who's your chief. They would say, we don't have chiefs. We have, we have societies, we have, you know, we have a lot of council people, uh, elders, women, a lot of the time. And they said, we want to talk to a man. Who's the chief? Who's the man? And uh, yeah, that, that's where that come from. And, and we, we don't, 
a lot of tribes don't endorse, you know, that term right now. A lot of them are just, you know, headsmen or, 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 uh, you know, presidents. That's or, so fascinating. Or like trying to, trying to yeah. fit a completely different culture into like the Western view of what a society is like a person at the top, but like basically a, a corporation or something. Um, that is, that is right. really fascinating stuff. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just going to call him Henry now for the rest of the episode. Um, and if I slip up, it's because I wrote chief 1700 <laughs> times on this piece of paper <laughs> but I'm before con- we got started. So I'm, I'm confused. So Zach comes back. He wants some more information yeah. about his ancestor. Yeah. Um, and, and, Henry sits down with with Zach and he says, "You're not going to find any of these stories in any book." Um, <laughs> which so why did you kinda, give me all those books, Henry? Yeah, which is <laughs> kind of weird, exactly. <laughs> but then also he says that uh, Zach, and this is where I'm confused. In the scene prior, Zach says that you know, it says right here that this photo he was a famous chief, and then Henry says, "Your great 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 grandfather." Uh, was a Nez Perce warrior under the mighty Chief Joseph, and he was called Whispering Wind. Is that because of what you just said, Tatanka? Is that there there was no like one chief, or is this just again sloppy sort of research on the on the side of our writers? The whole thing, like like how how much does that story that he was just telling sound like a real thing of or like just was oh. it like playing mad libs with like native american terminology yeah i think so i mean there was no there was like there was no hierarchy there was no hierarchy he said he was underneath him like you know like he was some kind of a, a king or something like that and i'm sure chief joseph did not refer to himself as chief joseph you know that was something that was a a, a, a label that was probably given to him and i just want to point out right now that this is a good time because Hollywood doesn't see Indian people as any, you're either a chief or you're a warrior still to this day, you know, in, in shows and movies and, 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 and Westerns, you know, it's hard for me to get roles because I'm too young. You know, I'm not a, oh I'm God. not a chief at chief age, you know, you, 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 you're either a warrior or a chief and you know, it, it's, it's so much worse for, uh, for women. You know what I mean? Um, just, just trying to play everyday people. Um, so I, I just got to point that out real quick. And, and, uh, Mark Paul, um, how did this, how did, uh, chief Henry jump all of a sudden? How did he know so quickly about whispering when, because he sent him off with the books and he puts the picture in the book. Zach walks out all the books. Zach comes back probably with his, his book and picture. And he said, you weren't ready to listen. All right. Well, I'm ready to listen now. How did he find out so quickly? Who, I mean, people today can't find out, (laughs) you know, I, I have so many whys, man. Uh, yeah. Well, that goes to my next, um, my next note here, uh, which is when he says, I knew you'd be back at, it drums up the trope of the magical native, the the ethnic magician in media. You know, like Henry mm-hmm. knew Zach would be back, um, and he kind of he just has this sense of however it's, you know, I'm I'm sighing because I don't I don't know what else to say about it. Hey, Dashwell, <laughs> I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. He knew I'd sure. come back because I took eight of his books. 
You, you better come back. Yeah, that's right. You I need to come back and yeah. return them. They, that, yeah. I think that's what he meant. He's like, I Otherwise need you're to get come an back. invoice. Um, we also get in this scene uh, <laughs> the term the Arabs and the Israelis. So just in an episode that is throwing so much at you, folks, it's also about the Middle East. Um, how did this ever, ever, <laughs> yeah. ever get past every single person it had to get past to get on Saturday morning NBC? And, and the, the Arabs and the Israelis. Okay. And I think we were being very sensitive to the the plight of you know Zach asks why why couldn't the white man and the Indians get along and and Henry says you know well uses the example why don't lions and zebras get along it's right. like oh that is not even a great example at all yeah, I, I know why lions and zebras don't get along and it whoa dude and I don't I mean yeah in like in these metaphors. Whatever. We can just, we oh. could be here, unfortunately, all day with that one. <sighs> Zach gets loaded up on info from his, <laughs> his new best friend, Henry, who is putting off his three o'clock boogie board to teach Zach. And Tatanka, this also goes back, as, as you have graciously taken your time to help educate uh, one and a half white men here tonight, um, it's not your job. So I appreciate you being here to like help us be better and to be a voice in the room here. But like, it, it, this goes back to another problem in this show that it's like suddenly Chief Henry's whole purpose to get Zach excited about his culture and and to like hand him gifts about his culture. It's like, no, dude, like you get out there and learn about it because you want to. It's, you know, yeah. that's a problem too. Uh-huh. And, uh, and shifting gears about as fast as we can, we're back in the classroom for Screech is like a silly Italian man. Great. <laughs> he was like an Italian spy. Cool. Way to take the heat off, Screech. It was getting pretty hot back there at uh, at Old Henry's, um, and yeah, uh, and Miss Wentworth gives him. Uh, I'm going to cue this up for you. <laughs> gives him a what, Tatanka? Gives him a little. Uh, she she gives him. An I don't know. A. A she gives jab. him an A. a. She, she does. A. Oh yeah yeah yeah. A <laughs> a a a. But she she threw this pepperoni joke in there. Yeah, no, she's. Like, oh. She's not yeah, right. like again. These are this is the problem of the writers and and but like okay. So this we've established kids show. Why are we teaching kids this stuff? Like what? Like what? To, uh, yeah, it's it's not just not good. Um, and yeah, now we are at the scene. We are at the running Zach scene. Um, for Ugh. the improved presentation, this is the good version of what Zach has to offer. Now, when I walked through that door. Uh, listening to the reaction from the audience and stuff, there was a there was a, an audible wow, uh, and some other uh, like audible <laughs> grunts and and uh, oofs. Um, yeah, and I'm wondering like was I mean were were people in the audience aware of what was going on here? I mean, did they think that this was another joke that Zach was pulling off? I mean, I. I I don't know. The, I'm, the, the I'm lost for words here. Lisa, like the classmates seem to think like, oh no, he's doing a worse version of what he did before, which folks, he is. Um, but yeah, like Lisa's like, oh God, not this. Yeah, like, cause it, so, Tatanka, I would like you to, uh, to what, please weigh in if, if you will. Yeah, I, I just want to, you know, he, okay, here's Zach, yeah. enters the classroom. Let's talk about his, his appearance. Okay. He comes in with this gift shop headdress. Right? It's obviously from the gas station. Um, it's it's so plastic. Like the, this is this is the 
what people yeah, are doing. At he Coachella. looks like he looks Coachella like, ready. Super, yeah. super I'm going to Burning ready. Man right after this scene. Yeah. Please. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly like this, I, I don't know who, who in costumes was like, this is, this is a good idea. Like let's, let's dr- dress him up uh, this way. And I was looking up the Nez Pierce uh, dress just to make sure that a headdress is part of, uh, of their culture. And, um, you know, I couldn't find a lot of it, but I did find a, a picture of Chicho. So, but anyways, the headdress is, is a sign of, of, of honor um, because each of those feathers on the headdress has been earned either through, you know, battle or through good deeds or, 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 or whatever. Um, so um, Zach has earned, you know, a full headdress overnight and uh, he, comes, <laughs> he comes in and then I look at his, his paint on his face. All right, this is this is a whole nother uh, thing. I don't really want to mention, but you know, it, it was a whole kind of you know Cleveland Indians, Redskins kind of thing that you know everybody <sighs> defends so hard, and I don't even want to. I don't really want to touch on it, just because people out there like they think they have the right, you know, to tell us what it, it, it is fine to wear. All right, so the the pain on the face, you have to earn the pain on the face. You know, it means something. Um, so I'm looking at it and I'm just like, man, this is, uh, I, act, I actually, I think I blocked this out of my memory. Like, I didn't remember this. I just, I thought he came back and like redeemed himself. And I was like, oh, dang, like, okay. Like, this is why <laughs> this episode, yeah. this, this is, is this yeah. episode. I mean, yeah, because you know like, I mean? what he's, what he's, what he's saying is a version of trying to, redeem it like he's trying to take the the lesson seriously but yeah the presentation is just like insane and say by the bell is known for costumes and known for these like over the top let's put our cast in all kinds of crazy stuff by the way you asked whose idea was that headdress elizabeth bass the costume designer i looked it up while you were talking um but yeah it's just like so we're paused right here at zach with his arms folded Oh, the arms. <laughs> and again, this is like this is this is Saved by the Bell trying as hard as it can to make a poignant moment about race and and history, and it is just like it is. It's bad then. It's bad now. And 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 you know we we, uh, we bring in the Indian mysticism of you know cue cue the flute music cue the flute music Scott because, Gale. You know, this, <laughs> I can this tell you all the names can. of who's involved. That was Scott this, Gale. He's on the keys. <laughs> Playing some like synthy flute. Zach can't just give his presentation like a regular student, like like uh, Lisa did, you know, like uh, like Jesse did. He, he he. We have to have some mysticism behind it, and um, and they and they play the flute music and they yeah. do it again later with yeah. with Chief Henry, and and that's it's a common thing. Like why why does why is that associated with us? Uh, anyways, um, so Mark Paul. Was was this your creative choice to to put your hands like that? I'll, I'll like, answer that like for you, Mark Paul. Yeah, it was all him. He, he this was his Greeks call. Already did. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this? And where and where did this idea come yeah. from? Like it, it was planted somewhere. Like it came from somewhere. Yeah, you know it's I mean? it's interesting because um, I I can tell you I was I was not uh, aware of Native Americans uh, and and you know the background of it all and. Probably like most of the people in this room at the time, 
um, went along with all this because I thought that yeah, this is this is what we saw in in you know our cartoons. It was what we saw yep. on television. It was what mm-hmm. we saw in film. And so never question any of this. I mean, this is one of those things like we've talked about this on the show is that when I get scripts now, um, you know, I'm much more uh, aware of things. And I'm sure like, you know, maybe 20 years from now, some of the work that I'm doing at this moment will be questioned. And but that's that's not Mm. necessarily uh, a bad thing. It could be a good thing. We don't know. I mean, but we know looking back that this wasn't right. This is, this isn't, this is not, um, something that I think anyone can be proud of. Uh, my, the, the thing I can say is that I, I, I just was not aware. I, I, I know that Again, I'm I'm reiterating the fact that no one in this room was aware. I mean, you look at the reactions that mm-hmm. you know uh, Lark and and Elizabeth and Kelly and and you know all of us have, and we're all just mm-hmm. like in on this joke. Uh, and that's really what this is. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a sad, painful joke. Um, but at the time, no one knew. Like I I didn't know that that I do know. I I, I didn't. I mean, I've done some things in my career too, where I walk away and I go, man, I just, I don't know that, that, that didn't feel right. I can tell you that mm-hmm. after this episode, I did not have those feelings. And that was because I, mm-hmm. I wasn't educated and you know, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, I walked around after watching this episode today and, and, and it's just like, ugh, what was mm-hmm. I doing? Um, but yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, like I said, no better, do better. That's no the only thing I can say about it. Right. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it's 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 like a, it's it's like a, a somebody doing something, and a, an innocent kid sometimes as as an artist, and, and and you know, you're you're just going, 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 and you know, you want to please, you don't want to disappoint, and, and and it's not your fault sometimes. You know what I mean? And I feel like it, it's it's the higher ups. You know, it's. It goes to the writing and, and now they include indigenous writers in the room. You know, if, if, if they're writing something about indigenous people, they're, they're out there, you know, and, uh, I, I think we're, we're moving forward, you know, slowly, but, uh, yeah, this was, a, a cultural misappropriation, you know, to the, to, it's just a good example of, of cultural misappropriation. And, um, you know, he, he's trying to like make it honorable and, and they're trying to, to do yeah. this in an honorable way. Everyone comes way. up and is like, great job, Zach. It's like, they they really, do, the, the the tone of the show, it's not like, if you mm. did this show today, Miss Wentworth would be like, okay, Zach, I'm failing you again for real this time. Like, you like you can't, you can't race. <laughs> yeah. And it would be called the, the racist, Dude. the races or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think yeah, that like, they come up to me at the end of the scene, not to, not to say, you know, uh, to, to talk about the headdress or the look or anything like that. I think they're, they're they're coming up to me to congratulate me that I got through that monologue um, because I oh, think the, your, was, your actor your actor yeah. friends yeah that. That, that was that was about the most amount of words that anybody <laughs> up until this point has said in one uh, <laughs> at, at one time so they came up to me to congratulate me that I got through my dialogue yep they please were, that's I hope what, they don't make us was. do that next week Wait, um, <laughs> we we gotta re, we gotta rewind though like what what did Zach say you know what I mean like what what did he say was was it purposeful? Was it meaningful? They, they were trying to come from a place like that, but it was yeah, very surface. Yeah. You know, it could have been so much more. It could have been, 
you know, just so impactful because because of the show and and you know the how many people it was reaching at the time and you know it just oh man I, I just think of like my mind just goes like man they could have said this they could have said that like um, and talked about you know people today and you know where we're at but they just chose this this kind of surface quote well, this whole scene this whole scene seems very surface I mean from from the the wardrobe to the words that come out of my mouth and the, my appearance it's all for surface it's like if you tuned into this episode at that moment you're like oh look we're being educated about uh native americans it's like that that wasn't what was going on we talk about how the show competed with cartoons and this is like okay what happens when you do a cartoon version of a story about this kind of serious subject matter it's like Uh um it's uh i'm just glad that zach didn't do the presentation in broken Ugh. English. Yeah. I mean, what, what about running Zach? Like he gets this name. We didn't. Like, we didn't what about really running Zach? About how, how did that, how did that read to <laughs> you, Tatanka, as, as like him getting, were you like, come on? Or were you like, oh, cool name? <laughs> like Probably at the time I was like, cool name. But uh, I mean, when I watch it now, like his name, Zach, is already in his, it can't be in his Indian name because he, he already, you know, <laughs> Zach, now you're running Zach. I never thought of that. But, How lazy that is. That's so lazy. Oh my God. Yeah. It couldn't just be, and, they, uh, they could have done anything more clever, like an attribute or like, even if they wanted to like. <laughs> and it's not in his language, the Nez Pierce language, which would have been, you know, appropriate. You know, if you're going to have a quote unquote Indian name, your Nez Pierce name, you know, he would have, he would have had a whole ceremony. He would have had a giveaway. You know, this this might have been a big thing. And then and then he gives him his name, running what uh you know probably running boy or running man in 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 his, in his language or something like that. If, if they were gonna do that, but uh, it just it just was so funny because he just took it right away. You know, well, he's they like, go, ah, they, yeah. Now I'm running. Now I'm running, Zach. And yeah, we're in the hall after Zach's presentation. Where Belding is like thrilled. That Zach's going to compete. Thank Belding is just thanking God in heaven that Zach is going to race Valley. It's the most important thing in the world. Um, and yeah, the phone rings, and we get that same like somber flute. It's like a synthesizer flute. Like if you, it's kind of a. It's just like it might as well be a a bitch and guitar solo or something. It's just like this is like what are we doing, folks? Um, and Jesse is calling out to Lisa about her white guilt over slavery. This is an insane. Wait, moment. wait, wait, Dashiell. We skipped over the vision dream of uh, Chief. Um, oh no, we're getting Chief Henry. We're, we're, we're getting, getting back. Not, oh yeah, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, so this phone call is cue the somber cue the somber oh, okay, synth okay. flute, uh, which is a fun combination of words. And yeah, Zach gets the news. Wait before before we go forward. You know how I don't, how I know that Zach doesn't know anything Please. about the headdress is how he fling he flings this thing around beside him. He physically, you know, he's like he takes it off, like oh, I'm done with that. You know, thank goodness that's over with. And he holds it to his side, and you know, this very sacred uh, object, and and just flings it around. And I was like, oh, oh, like that, that right there was like Tatanka. <laughs> I was it, having reactions. No, stop. That. In fairness, Please though, stop. I, I yeah. was more concerned about my hair because we had a few more scenes left. <laughs> right? And so, you know, to, to oh my get God, look that, that off right there, <laughs> I mean, that, that took a lot of work. And that headdress was like, that's you know, where, messing up my mojo there. Yeah. That's where the sacredness yeah. was the hair. It was, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. It should have, I mean, yeah. 
look, we could we'll we'll do another podcast about what Zach's uh, name could have been. Um, and yeah, that brings us to it's a cliffhanger. What was on the phone with Zach? We don't know. Um, we're in the max, and uh, for the pep rally, we learned mm. Slater's the captain of the track ah, team, and yeah. Slater uses the term twink. Let's just not dwell on that one too much. Jarring to my ears. Let's go to the the real reason for the season here, folks. Uh, the vision dream from Henry. Another like elaborate, another like extension of the the the, the mysticism here. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I skipped right past the the classroom where uh, Zach is grieving. Kelly comes in and finds Zach and Miss Wentworth both, you know, severely bummed out. Miss Wentworth has more reason to be upset, by the way. Zach Zach just met this guy. I mean, it's sad when people die, but like. By the way, this guy I, ten minutes ago, <laughs> I want to I want to point out here too yeah. that uh, throughout this whole um, episode, uh, I, I had a cold. I could tell by the way I'm sort of nasally in this uh, in this episode, and 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 having that cold actually, you know, um, was helping me sound more emotional. So I was using <laughs> that, uh, you know, as, as as an actor to sure. to uh, better my yeah. acting. Wow. Yeah. Just well, wanted to throw it, it out there, you guys. It it, it, got, it made the acting as good <laughs> yeah. as it can be here. Um, and I will also just note real quick, this is another episode, yet another, dealing with death and Saved by the Bell. I really forgot how many episodes they had, but like Screech was praying about going to heaven a couple episodes ago, and we have Art Slater's pet who died. It's like, there's a lot of death for a, a show on Saturday for children. Um, just saying that. <laughs> but we're in um, Zach's room here for a visit from Henry. Speaking hey, of all the wonderful where's people, where's my bedspread? Where's my iconic bedspread that I that I had? They they got rid of it. Maybe for the lighting effects, like mm-hmm. maybe it because I have I have here in my notes that uh, Donald A. Morgan. We're giving a lot of shout outs to the uh, the crew here who made this episode possible, for better or worse. Um, but Donald A. Morgan on the lighting effects, the lighting effects really good here. So all you want to say about the show, they did a good job of conveying this like heavenly aura, and it, it like it works. So they did a good job. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I dug it. And yeah, Mark Paul, maybe they literally replaced your bed sheet because they could get a better bounce off of that that cover, that like uh, duvet. I don't know what that looks more like a comforter. I don't know, but Zach is obviously in the scene tossing and turning quite a bit. But uh, I just want right. to point out that my hair is still on point, guys. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, <laughs> that's what that's what's important about this episode in particular. Um. And yeah, Zach. Uh, Zach has a vision, like the like. So Tatanka, please walk us through more of this, like, like this element of of being like like. I just I'm curious on your thoughts. It's just uh, you know, it's adding, it's reinforcing to the many stereotypes that we have um, among us. And of course, he's going to come back as a spirit. And, and my wife mentioned to me earlier. She said, "Why couldn't Henry live?" Why couldn't he live on in this episode as, you know, as an old man? Why, why does he have to die? Because that's what we're associated with. Indian burial, Indian burial grounds, uh, the mysticism. Uh, he comes back as a spirit. Um, you know, maybe uh, Zach's having a vision. You know, it's, it's, along, it's along those lines. Um, yeah. I'm glad he was in a suit. I'm glad he was in a suit, though. At least, <laughs> at least, at least, there at least was he that. wasn't like I'm in heaven. They gave me even rattier clothes. <laughs> that uh, that brings us to to this thing where just to close out that scene in Zach's room, it's like it wasn't just a dream. It wasn't a vision. He woke up holding the headband. It's like 
I have here in my notes, like this is like oh. a Native American magic show on television of like, I made a headband appear. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's just, it's another level. It's another, it's, it's, it's another level of say by the bell where like, again, we are on a show where sometimes screech dresses up as an alien and rips off an alien head and like zany cartoon things happen. But when you're dealing with real people and real culture, it's, it's a very different thing to present as fact to children. Um, yeah. Quick observation, a little rewind. Um, it, I, I found it really funny because uh, Chief Henry gives Zach this uh, beaded headband, right? And he says, this is from your tribe or something like that. But Zach then proceeds to not take this headband into class for his presentation, but instead goes out and rents this you know, costume or whatever. So the only like actual <laughs> legitimate thing uh, 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 of clothing or, or whatever um, that <laughs> Chief Henry gives him, he discards. That he got originally, like the one he got before. He got a vision headband on top of that other one. Wow, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't think about that either. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Instead, he went to like Party City and grabbed the uh, the nearest costume he could find. Actually, I didn't go to Party City. <laughs> it was in that trunk. It was uh, under that picture. Uh, it was at the very <laughs> yeah, bottem. I, I, I fluffed it up and and um, you know I, I put it on. Yeah, it was in a box labeled Morris Family co- Halloween Costumes from the seventies. <laughs> oh God, um, oh, a lot yeah. of good stuff in there. Yeah, um, uh, and yeah. yeah, we're in we're in the halls of uh, Bayside. We are wrapping things up. Uh, we get a very hasty conclusion to the Lisa Jesse story. Uh, like, this this conclusion this is, it, is it's bonkers. Lisa, I mean, Lisa, if you haven't done the homework, folks, I don't know how you made it this far, but Lisa just like, "Well, buy me a car," and Jesse says, "Well, that's crazy." That's Lisa crazy. Says, it is. Let's no, 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 no. And I have it written right here. It's <laughs> buy me a car. That's crazy. So are you. And if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to kick your butt. And then they hug. They and hug. They that's will. a wrap. Yeah, anyone want to guess how many more times in series it gets mentioned that Jesse, Jesse's family history? I can tell you the number. It's a big old zero. It's never again. And something tells me in real life, it might come up one or two more times after being such a major point. But it won't. Uh, we're in a fantasy world of Saved by the Bell, and that's okay. And uh, yeah, we get Zach's headband says, Beat Valley, he'll race again. And not only did Henry come back from the dead to deliver a gift. He had like an inside joke thing. Just nuts. Um, and that, folks, is the episode. That's Running Zach. Poof. Oh, and there he goes. As we, as we pause at the end of the show, produced by Peter Engel. Can't forget that name as long as we're shouting out all the names. Um, Tatanka, thank you so much, sincerely, for, for joining. Um, I know this was a, a heavy uh, conversation and like uh, I, I really, really appreciate it. So thank you for being a part of this. Wow, man. Thank you for the invitation. And um, it, it was a good conversation to have. You know, I think a lot of people <laughs> uh, always wondered about that episode. So it's cool to go in here and, and, and you know, kind of get the, uh, the behind the scenes and, and, and uh, you know, Mark Paul's take. Um, yeah, I mean, my hope for the future is just, you know, that, that, younger natives are included in, in stories. I mean, we're, we're, we're living in the same world that everybody else is. We're watching the same TV. Um, our culture, their culture is our culture. Um, why can't we be included in these stories? Um, it, I always wanted to see a native character on Say by the Bell. Like maybe this dude just comes in, you know, does, 
does a day player kind of thing. Um, but they never bring it up again. Uh, you know, the, the whole, uh, Zach's native identity, probably for, you know, for reason or not, but, uh, it would have been, <laughs> it would have been cool if they just referred to it like every now and then or something, man, like not in a derogatory way. Um, but yeah, anyways, I don't know. It was cool, man. Thank you so much. Hey, we, we have, we have the reboot and, uh, Dashiell, I know that you're in the writer's room, which is, uh, very diverse now. Um, and so, you know, we, maybe we could do something on the reboot at some point. Uh, we, we have that, uh, as an opportunity. I know that you, Dashiell, you, you pull a lot of weight in that room, right? Oh yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think uh, I think we do try to get. I mean, part of the reason Tatanka, I'm so glad you could join us, is because on the reboot, I've 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 been lucky enough that I've been lucky enough to work on the reimagining. Um, voices in the room is a very important concept of if we're yeah. telling this kind of story, that voice should be in the room to help tell that story. I love working on a show like that; it means a lot. And I did not want to come anywhere near this episode without a voice in the room. So. Again, I, I appreciate you being here and, and helping yeah. us navigate it. Even though, as I stated, not your job. You don't have to make one and a half white people smarter yeah. with your precious time uh, on Earth. But thank you. But, oh, I, f- but also, I do thank you for doing that. Yeah. And if you have anything um, to plug, yeah, uh, thank, anything to promote, you. now's your chance. If you'd like to. I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have uh, t-shirts for sale. Uh, clothing.com um and I, i'm a, i apologize to anybody you know if i offended anybody or left left people out tonight uh i know that you know native people will go through this with a fine-tooth comb and uh you know i'm, I'm sorry if i left anybody out or, or said anything out of line and anyways i'm just uh i've been a fan of say by the bell man I, I grew up on it um it was really one of those shows that i watched you know people say that sometimes like oh i you know i watched that show or i grew up on that show but this was really like the show that impacted my life as a young person and uh why couldn't slater have the ancestry it just it would make more sense right like as an indigenous kind of background like why wouldn't he have they mention it once they mentioned slater's ancestry once in the college years and we do there's one line about it in season one of the reboot it's very quickly like but the line is like hey isn't it weird we never talk about this (laughs) and the answer is yeah it is right but uh but to, I mean, to see him on screen, um, you know, gave, gave me hope as, as a young uh, um, brown person, you know, in the industry. So uh, I, I, I think that was cool, you know, having him on the show. And, 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 you know, like I said, I grew up on him. And yeah, thank you guys, man, so much for having me. And, you know, I hope we get to do it again sometime, but in a, in a better, I a better episode. Yeah, you know, you have a standing invite. Any, any episode you want, you can come back. Um, that, that, and yeah, we, absolutely. Speaking, of it, speaking of any episode, we do have homework. What are we doing next week, folks? It's the babysitters where Kelly brings her baby brother to Bayside and the kid. Like, that's the show we're doing is the babysitters next week. Um, thank you, Tatanka Means. Sincerely, thank you, Big Mark fan Paul, of yours, Tatanka. Thank you so much. Oh, stop. I hope one day that you and I get to work together. Yes, man. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome, man. Like, I never thought this would... I never thought we would be having this conversation, man. It's crazy. Like, yeah, do it a few you. weeks in a row. It gets less cool, I promise. Um, and thank you, listener. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malangone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Sherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. 
Marketing is led by Josefina Francis with PR by Hillary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening.